2: Hola, muy buenos días. ¿Cómo están? Les habla Edgar Navas, el press de Clica. Y, y le damos la, bienve- la re bienvenida a Claudia Cárdenas. ¿Cómo han estado?
0: Hola, ¿cómo estás, Edgar? Estoy feliz de estar aquí otra Gracias. vez. Después de ¿qué? cinco se- semanas que me <risa> 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 de vacaciones. Buen día a todos. Bienvenidos a Latino Founder Hour. Gracias por escucharnos este día tan hermoso aquí en la ciudad de Portland. Hoy viernes 9 de marzo. Está hermoso el día.
2: El precioso día, eh. Y, y bueno, pues sí. como te, bienvenido otra vez, Claudia, qué bueno que estás de regreso con nosotros. Y pues bueno, nada más este le queremos hoy dar la bienvenida a una invitada de en Miami.
0: No, 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 de Nueva York.
2: Ah, Nueva York, Nueva originaria York. de Miami, <risa> perdón, originaria sí. de Miami, sí es cierto. Sí. Pero, este, pues tiene una historia muy interesante, ¿no? Y, sí. y, y, y compagina mucho contigo, Claudia. Sí, Entonces, este, estaba,
0: estaba leyendo acerca de, de Tanya. Uh, bueno, hoy hablaremos de nuestros empresarios en Estados Unidos y tenemos una gran invitada, como ya les habíamos comentado. Uh, ella es de, está en Nueva York, uh, originaria de uh, Florida y su nombre es. Tania Álvarez y su compañía se llama Owners Up. Gracias, Tania, por estar aquí con nosotros. Buen día.
3: Gracias, mucho gusto.
0: Este, bueno, em, somos empresarios latinos, cada día más exitosos en Estados Unidos y en la actualidad estamos aportando más a la economía del país. Estoy feliz de, de tenerte aquí porque, como te digo, estaba leyendo uh, tu profile. En, uh, 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 me dijiste que English, uh, vamos a, habl- a hablar este español aquí, ¿verdad? Hoy, Tanya? Sí. Ok, perfecto. Uh, Tanya, uh, de dónde eres originaria de Florida, nos puedes dar así como que una, una referencia tuya, de dónde vienes, este, cómo cre- en dónde creciste. Uh, ¿cuál fue tu defining moment que, que le decimos, ¿no? para para ser este un empresario exitoso aquí en Estados Unidos? So mi mis padres son colombianos y nací en Nueva York y crecí
3: en Miami. Y Owners Up es mi my, my fifth company. Um, in La Primera, I started it when I was 25 years old. And as I was going through all the company stages from starting bootstrapping to investing to actually raising money, what I realized is I wish I had a support structure that is similar to accountability, where I can access entrepreneurs in a small group. and like really encouraging me out of my comfort zone. And that's how Owners Up started. So we built out uh, software and we do weekly video calls with um,
0: solopreneurs. Awesome. So uh, tell me a little bit uh, more about like where do you get this idea of uh, um, how like uh, who's an entrepreneur in your family? Like who give you the idea of being like a hustler? I think it started
3: when I was young. My mother um, raised all four of us. She was a single parent and she was the first one to always encourage me. So when I started my first company, I was actually really scared to make the jump. And I called my mom and she was just like, well, what do you have to lose? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I guess I don't have to lose much. And I go, what happens if I fail? And she goes... She goes. You'll be exactly where you are right now. Exactly. And I go. What happens if nobody wants to hire me? And then she says, You don't want to be in that company. And then I was like, When I really realized that, and just the support, like coming from a land family, like my sisters and my brother and I were constantly like WhatsApping, calling each other, and that support structure is so important. So with the encouragement of my family, I was able to start my business.
0: That's that's amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, I have a similar story uh, to yours. Like my grandma always had restaurants in Mexico. I'm from Colima, Mexico. Uh, I was born in California, but grew up with my grandma, and uh, she is the one that gave me the the, the push of like being uh, get up in the morning, four in the morning, and then get out there, and then have a lot of clients, and then being always like busy, busy, busy. So I always watch her, watch her, and then always saying like I want to be like her. I want to be able to have my own company my my own business to be able to to help other people uh like she was an amazing person that where like she started giving jobs to others and that's very important and then that's something that we need to uh put in in consideration when we open a business you are helping somebody else to uh, start their own dreams too right absolutely so, and allowing them to make an impact, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, and then just a little bit about uh, this. That uh, you said that you were scared to to make the jump. I think everybody is scared to to make the jump, right, Edgar?
2: Absolutely, yeah. That's the first step, you know. That 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 everybody you know has to just take the plunge. But it's, yeah. it's scary, you know, to look into the abyss and and see, like, wow, well, I don't know how deep it's going to be. So, Exacto. Learn or, learn or die.
0: Exacto. Ayer este, tuve un cliente que este tiene 20 años trabajando en, en, una, compañ- en una pizzería muy reconocida aquí en Estados Unidos. Y, y me dice, ah, es que eh, yo le quiero ayudar a mis padres en, en Guatemala. Y le digo, bueno, uh, ¿qué es qué, qué es lo, que, lo, que, lo que tú quieres hacer? Uh, quiero empezar mi, mi propio negocio, pero tengo miedo. Y, sí, y lo, sí, y lo sí. mismo que estaba diciendo Tania: miedo. ¿Cómo vas, le a hago, seguir, ¿no? vas a seguir siendo la persona que eres ahora si no funciona.
2: Y si no funciona, es una experiencia es una y ya experiencia. aprendiste a, 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 a qué no hacer, ¿no? Exacto. Pero exacto. nunca vas a aprender si no tomas ese primer salto.
0: Sí. Bueno, Tania, ¿y qué, qué fue lo que te llevó, lo que te motivó a crear esta empresa?
3: I've been a competitive athlete, and so I was running, so I was running when I was 15 years old, and I realized that even though it's an individual sport, when I'm in a team, I'm really, really pushed out of my comfort zone. So I was looking into this, and I was like, Well, they have this in sports, right, where you have a team, you meet, you can share each other's, like, challenges, you have different goals, and you have a coach to make sure that you're going the right direction, and then you're tracking and logging your workouts. So, why don't they have this for entrepreneurs? Exactly. and. That's what I did. I was like, this is a system where when you're starting out and as an entrepreneur, or even when you're at the 1 million to like 3 million mark, you need that constant support because your business is changing so much. So meeting just monthly with people just doesn't work because it's like, oh, next month, let me tell you everything I went through. Exactly. You know?
2: And, and and Tanya, you know, t- tell us. Uh, so, so you started a business um, back, in, you know, a few years ago called Blink Ads, and w- was that your first business that really bro- broke the uh, dollar, uh, the million dollar mark in revenue? Yes, how that
3: was my uh, first how was, business.
2: How was that experience to see that first, you know, uh, first achievement? I mean, it's a humongous achievement to to get that first mark, and h- how does that feel? It was amazing.
3: But what was surprisingly, is I, you know. I always thought that everybody, like in this, especially now, back then, you know, um, I started that company when I was 25, I'm approaching 40, and we didn't, like Facebook wasn't around at that time, but it's always like I was always reading all these successful business owners, I assumed everybody was doing millions. And now, looking back, I just realized, I think the stat is like only about... Less than twenty percent of companies, or maybe it's ten percent—I don't know the exact stat—make over one million in gross revenue. Oh, wow. And here I was comparing myself and thinking, "Oh my God, I'm not even there yet!" Like, so it, as an entrepreneur, I just want to tell everybody that, like, you know, just go on your own journey. Especially with Facebook out there, don't compare yourself, and mm-hmm. the journey you're on is perfect. Um, but yeah, back to that question. Yeah, it, it was—it was amazing, you know, going from like college debt to over 1 million within the first year. I was working really hard wow. and once wow. again. That's I impressive. Believe- yeah. yeah, and that first year, like if I didn't have a support like just a support team, I don't know if I would have made it that first year. Exactly. So that support team consisted of like business owners, family, friends encouraging me and it was it was an incredible uh, journey and then continued growing and we actually Grew it out to, um, we had office in Colombia, Bogota, and we we're really looking to expanding to a Latin American market.
2: Okay, wow, impressive. That's right. Really and cool. now, now, is that support network something that you s- seek out or something that you already had organically? How, how, how did that happen? Because you know, most most of the entrepreneurs face a, a long time of loneliness and um, it just self preservation,
3: yes. Yeah, so, um, for me. I, I don't know if it's just a Latin culture, but I felt very encouraged within my family. Um, and then from there, what I did is I, I also seeked out people. So I would look at, I would go to events and if there was somebody speaking, I would go up to them and ask them, hey, I would love to speak to you further. And most of them would reply back. Everybody was like willing to help. It's a funny thing that right now most people love giving advice and helping others but people don't like asking so even if you're asking hear that few percentage
0: that ask and you'll be able
3: to move forward quicker
0: Totally, yes. So Tanya, I I'm been working with uh, trabajo con uh, para las cámaras de comercio de las ciudades en donde vivo y y gracias a emprendedores como tú uh, que encuentran esa solución para esa esa necesidad tan grande que tenemos uh, para las personas que están abriendo sus negocios o que quieren crecer sus negocios uh, es como como este encontramos el éxito. Um, uh, trabajo como te digo para la, la cámara de comercio y ella ahí encontrado a personas como tú los mentores que nos han ayudado y ahorita es lo que quiero reafirmar quiero reafirmar que tenemos que tener un grupo de mentores que este son tienen um, uh, different skills uh-huh. uh, este uh, sí, tienen diferentes uh, Apti- cap- aptitudes, capa- capacidades. capacidades, exactamente. <risa> <risa> El inglés se olvida aquí. <risa> Voy a comer mis frijolitos, decía mi, mi amigo. Uh, y este es estas estas personas que nos pueden ayudar a que nuestros negocios crezcan de una manera las las cámaras de comercio uh, se han se han vuelto muy monótonas uh, al sentido en el sentido de que okay estamos ofreciendo este servicio pero nada más nunca van a a la extra milla no al, al cómo podemos crecer tu negocio te vamos a dar simplemente las conexiones pero ahí nosotros nos lavamos las manos y no Mm-hmm. Y no este ya ya, aquí, no, y y ya no tú, metemos
2: las, mazo, las manos en el sartén.
0: Exactamente. ¿Estás de acuerdo, Tania? Yeah, I think definitely the mentors but
3: also like um I would also include people to keep you accountable. So you might have get all mm-hmm. the advice, but what ends up happening is most people get overwhelmed and they don't follow through.
2: Yeah. So exactly. and, and accountable also you know following certain metrics uh
3: Mm-hmm. I believe
2: yeah 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 so is that something that you guys do in your new company owners up you know can you tell us you know how you found it you know how how did that vision come about
3: So it was based on um, what did I wish I had and what could I piece together and especially with all the software out there for athletes right? that they're tracking their progress, I was like, oh, this would be great for entrepreneurs. So what we do Mm -hmm. is we put entrepreneurs in groups of five on video calls. So they meet up every week. And then we Mm. build out a software that has three components to it. One is goal setting. So once you, the hardest part about being an entrepreneur is knowing which goals to go for. Sometimes we do goals that are comfortable, but aren't the ones that are going to move us forward or Sometimes you don't even know which goals to go after that's going to move our company forward. Exactly. So we need others to kind of like, "Hey, why aren't you trying this?" And you're like, "Whoa, I didn't even think about that." Mm-hmm. So exactly. So they a- end up writing their goals in this um, in this app, and if they don't, if they don't meet their goals, they have to sing in front of the group. Okay. So we keep them yeah. accountable in a fun way. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Then, exactly. And then actually, we have them sing. Um, La cucaracha. We have them in Spanish because most <laughs> of them are American
0: speakers, so they have fun with that one. So, you, um, do you teach them how to, uh, like, uh, sing la cucaracha? We just have the lyrics, and we put the music on, and they go for it. Like karaoke. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, i right. like to see that, we yeah. St- we need to start that. <laughs> here. Like, before we start, they will say, like, cucaracha. Perfect. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: it's the funniest thing. We tried... So many things to get make sure that people are accountable, and that is the one we've tried um, penalizing them, we tried giving them reprise, mm. and the one that works is singing a song in front of other people. Oh, wow. wow, that's amazing! Yeah, so it's a good one now. <laughs> yes, uh, so and then the second part of the software mm-hmm. is um, writing down what you accomplished for that day. And then the lessons you've learned. So as entrepreneurs, we're moving so quickly that we don't actually get to take the time to reflect and see what we actually learned and if there's any patterns. And then what the app does, it actually grabs the data
0: and charts it to show how you can work smarter and where you can improve your business. Definitely. So, what would you recommend uh, for me? Uh, I am a kind of I'm a mentor for Latino businesses here in uh, the Portland and Beaverton area uh, in Oregon. So, what would you recommend for me to to do to help these uh, entrepreneurs? So many things. What are you doing now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, a business coordinator. Business coordinator.
2: For the Chamber of Commerce. For the Chamber yeah.
0: of Commerce, yes. So right now, actually,
3: um, I am there. There's one that in New York. It's called Women Entrepreneurs New York City, and it's uh, run by the government. And they're doing a workshop um, where they have. I'm actually the one who's keynote speaking on that one, and so I go. We're kind of showing entrepreneurs how to set goals, and then what we do is we put them in groups of five afterwards to brainstorm their goals for that month okay. and then we're providing uh the owners up software so they can keep accountable to each other so and then the people who don't want to do the owners up software we're putting them in a facebook group and then they can actually say what their goals are and then just kind of announce it ask for help and support one another
0: okay okay so uh tell me a little bit more about owners owners up. So what's the service that you provide for uh, businesses? So it was, what was I saying before? It's
3: the app plus the weekly video calls. Okay. Weekly video calls. Okay. That's and then awesome. they have an app that's every single day where people get um, to read other people's what they're doing on their day and being able to support them in real time. Okay. And then do you help a lot of Latinos? We do. We do, um, most of um. We haven't. We have people in um, two people. One in Colombia. One in Mexico. So we are international. Oh wow! And we have people from Arizona, um, California. I don't have anybody from Miami yet. I gotta look
0: into that one. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's awesome.
3: No, 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 that's
2: you, you, do you a great strategy. Do you guys do? Do you guys do it in Spanish as well or just English?
0: We do it in English.
2: Okay. Okay, but the, the service is available for anyone that speaks English. Okay.
3: Yeah, and if we did have a large presence of only Spanish speakers, um, we would get a facilitator that has
0: grown their mm-hmm. business over a million that only speaks Spanish. Okay. So I, I love that, um, like, to be a solo... Solopreneur, like I just learned yeah. that word today, <laughs> uh, has uh, forced to to help me to learn how to handle all aspects of the business. Uh, I read that uh, in in one of your pages. So that that's amazing because that's exactly what we do when we have a business. Like we learned. Everything, and then, uh, even though that we don't know how to handle like the the finance part yeah. and uh, the marketing and the legal the legal part, over, so yeah. you learn all that, and yeah, do you want to say something but, but
2: yeah, but like, like Tanya says, you need a support network, you can't exactly. do it on on your own, I mean, exactly. we try to navigate by on our own, but we definitely need all the people you know to look after us
0: totally,
3: yeah, then you learn lessons like I know within my first company. Um, I had a client that was paying me $100,000 each month, right? And then all of a sudden, they weren't paying their bills. And I was like, what's going on? And they would give me a notice, and I would forgive them, right? And sooner or later, I was out $100,000. And when you go to people who don't run a business, they're like, just sue them. And actually, suing isn't the best advice. Because the time and energy you put into it is just not worth it. So you figure out other ways to collect. But so... If you do everything yourself, it's just you have to really think about where you're spending your time and what's the ideal place to spend your time so you have the best return on investment.
2: Absolutely. It's all about ROI because you know I, I had a similar experience, you know, trying to chase some very large debt that was due to me. And at the end, you know, one of my best friends that is an attorney said, like, look, you could either pursue this, go through the courts, blah, blah, blah. And you're gonna end up spending more time and then r- devoting more resources, or you can start building your new startup and get going. So you know mm-hmm. it's either a write-off, or you continue with this misery, and that's also consuming you on the inside. And you know exactly. it's one of the best advices <laughs> that I've seen. You know, yeah, you know, with you know through a friend of mine. Like, okay, you know, joking, no joking. I think you just you should just dump this and move on. And it's a, it's a hard pill to swallow because it's, a, I mean, one, it's a lot of zeros.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, so
2: it's not like, oh, okay, no worries. You know, you know, th- you know $30,000, $40,000. Like, yeah, I don't need them. No, mm-hmm. I do need them. But, you know, what's, uh, I mean, is it really worth the squeeze?
3: Yeah, and you got lucky that you had a friend who was a
0: lawyer.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, I I got tons of friends that are lawyers. So <laughs> <Yes>. don't. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. that's
0: the first advice, actually, that I give to to my clients. Like, you're gonna start a business, you need a lawyer. You need legal a advice. A good lawyer. or
2: great lawyer. A good or great yeah. lawyer.
0: That's good. I'm going great to lawyer. say that too. Yeah.
2: No, yes. you don't need a lawyer. You need a great lawyer because okay. we've also you <laughs> learn some lessons in business. Yeah, that like, hey, you know, a big name. Um, I, I, I won't repeat what you know my my friend said to me, but it's it's a matter of you know who's the biggest, and uh, it does matter. You know that that big name, that law firm, or the partner who who you have, it definitely helps.
0: Definitely, yes, I agree yeah. with you. So, um, uh, Tanya, uh, I want to uh, ask you a little bit of the, your interaction with uh, your customers or your clients. Uh, you said uh, we, we help them with goal-settings and uh, long and short-term uh, goal-settings and then keep them accountable. Like, so, what's kind of like the process of like, your, um, your way of uh, helping your, cli- your clients? So the first thing we do is we do an
3: annual action plan. So we envision what their year looks like. Then every month we break down those goals and we get them to the point of having them get comfortable with either hiring people or outsourcing their work. And then most small businesses, um, when they do, they're doing word of mouth marketing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and then they're going through the whole feast and famine, right? And it's not predictable uh, what their revenue is. So one of the first things we do is we look, okay, how can we get them into having predictable leads come in, right? And how can we have them get an efficient system so that they have the leads and how they can start closing them? So they learn from one another. And like somebody can be the best marketer, but they can't be the best marketer from themselves because they're just too close to their business. Exactly. I totally agree.
0: Yes.
2: Hey Tanya, uh, you know we also read on your profile that you had some interactions with uh, uh, the US Olympic team. Can you can you tell us a little bit more about that?
3: Yeah, it was actually my uh, summer internship. I remember this very clearly, so um, I believe that. I was selected from a pool of, a really big pool, then it got narrowed down to like about 200 people, and then I got picked. I was so excited. And so here I am, in it's just like marketing internship, and all of a sudden, they gave me a stack of papers to do, and I was like, wait, is this the marketing <laughs> internship I got? So I stayed up all night. I remember, I think I drank like a Red Bull. I never drink those things, and I drink it, and I literally, like, for 24 hours, put all of that in, came in the next day, and I said, okay, I finished that, and they were like, well, that was your whole project, and I was, and I was like, well, it's done, oh. and the cool thing is, I got to do really cool projects, I got to, like, work with Nike on it, on another project, I got to see how... Um, logos and branding, how much that those Olympic rings really cost the negotiation, all, all of that I got to support all these people so it was exciting. So I always tell anybody that's um, looking into jumping, um, being an entrepreneur like when they're in college like get the internship, whatever they give you and if it's grunt work, just go through it very quickly so you actually show up differently, that you can handle a lot of work and challenging work <laughs>
2: oh my gosh, that's that's incredible hey um, uh, Tanya don't go away I mean we have uh, you know a, a couple of words for one of our sponsors and Claudia is gonna tell us more
0: okay so it's Maurice plus D'Angelo CPAs extraordinary where <laughs> accounted is never boring so these guys uh, have um, uh, price is not based on time. Customers decide on value to them. Uh, call them uh, with any questions, whether it's slow or fast, and uh, it, it's included. Period of the, of the chart. Sorry, this is my first time doing this. I didn't know we were doing this, so I'm, I'm learning. Sorry. Sending invoices for uh, phone calls, emails, texts, or meetings. So, what is this about? Can you Just contact bit, them directly
2: at HTTPS okay. slash forward forward www.cpadudes.com startup radio.
0: Okay. All right. My we first move time. on. <laughs> yeah, your first okay. time. That's
2: all right. You know, we're learning. This is a, a learning curve. So, um, cl- uh, thank you, Tanya. Thanks for waiting for us. Um, we, you know, we also look at, um, at your profile. And we were curious, you know, where do you come from? And, 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 you know, we know you're from Miami, from Colombian parents. You know, what kind of inspiration do you draw from them?
3: So my oldest sister, Natasha, um, she's eight years older than me. She was actually born with a rare disease, it's a bone disease called osteogenesis imperfecta, which is brittle bones. Okay. So I got to see how powerful my mom was in raising my sister. So imagine my mother is a single parent. Her first child is in a wheelchair and is breaking bones often. And so my my mom was never one of those people who was just like constantly like – um not she was she was always telling people and especially my sister, that she's able to do anything. So on our walls we had a poem that was like don't quit and and it's like don't quit when things go wrong as they sometimes will. Mm-hmm. I can like tell the whole poem right now but um she would put inspirational quotes and she could tell us we could achieve anything. So my sister Natasha never thought that since she was in a wheelchair that anything stopped her. And it's with that kind of energy and that kind of you know goal oriented and just I don't know even the word for it. Like I just got to see my sister, who most people would have like challenges, and what she did is she just faced on the challenge like it never existed.
2: Wow, that's amazing.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, those kind of situations sometimes they they put us in a in a different uh, set of mind uh, of life. Uh, definitely. Uh, now that, that that you're saying, like uh, you work for Nike, and it makes me think about uh, I, I I used to work for Nike. I worked for them for 16 years, and uh, before that, I was in Mexico uh, with my grandma. I grew up with my grandma, that person that like put me into all these, uh, wanted to do big things in life. So, just what what you're saying is like my family didn't have a lot, so I couldn't go to college in Mexico. So I was just like, well, you know, I was born in California. So so I'm just going to go to the U.S. Mm-hmm. and uh, to work for Nike. And um, I was here by myself, and then I didn't speak the language. I didn't uh, have anybody. My family was all in Mexico. And that gave me the courage to just keep going and then uh, learning the language. Because we are in a, in a different country, and then if you are going to be here and you want to be successful in a country uh, that it speaks a, another language, you have to learn the language. So, um, finally, got to work for Nike for sixteen years, and and it was the best experience of my life. Uh, I myself, like, I, I love running. So when I was reading uh, your story, it was just like it just it makes me just so happy to to see uh, women like you that uh, are always uh, inspiring others and helping others um, in a way that, like you say. Um, uh, a marathon like like you describe it for me too like a marathon is like a a life it's uh, something that you you work for it you train it's
2: a huge time commitment it's a huge
0: time commitment and then you leave things from your personal life to 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 commit to it and then that's exactly uh, what a having a business and and your life
2: absolutely basically it is it becomes a
0: commitment uh yes
2: like, so I don't run marathons, obviously. Look at me. But um, my dad still does, and he's an animal. Uh, he yes. run, um, uh, you know. He he went, I mean, from uh, from Mexico City marathon to Boston to uh, New York, Vancouver. I mean, he did, you know, some of the biggest marathons in in the land. So it's it, and it and I remember it's it's amazing, you know, the the time commitment, but also. You know, the, the nutrition, the you nutrition. have to be extremely disciplined, yeah. Discipline. especially especially if you're running, uh, you know, with a particular goal in mind.
0: To qualify, right, Tanya? Because you ran mm-hmm. in Boston. Tell yeah. me a little yeah. bit about that.
3: Boston was great. But to add on to that marathon, it's yeah. like you can go into physical shape, but what it comes down to at one point is all mental. Because exactly. you can get yourself to a certain point, but like those last miles, it is like just mental toughness to get through. Totally. And that's how it is in a business, right? You can prepare yourself as much as you want,
0: but you are going to get pushed and punched, and you just got to get up and just be mentally strong. Totally. I agree with you. Um, I I feel like uh, we, we have uh, things in common. Uh, i still uh, trying to pursue my um, my dreams and and then to do like what we call the American dream here in the US. So uh I, I just like I'm very happy to talk to people like you that inspire me and they give me the energy to to see that Latina women are in this position and this country. And um well thank you so much for like everything you're doing and and um uh so and uh, that's exactly and think,
2: what we're trying to showcase here in Latino exactly. Founder Hour, you know, just truly inspirational and motivational stories uh, and who you are personally, you know, what you want to share with the, the audience and you just, you know, where are you are going in the future as well? Because I'm, I'm sure you have plans, Tanya.
3: Yeah, and thank you for those kind words. Um, so the plan is to get right now the percentage of entrepreneurs failing within the first five years is 90%. Hmm. And I thought that was just terrible and it needs to be fixed. So I want everybody to, every entrepreneur to start and have that support to move forward and getting them more into teams so they can actually move that to, to move that from 90% failure to 90% success. It's a huge mission.
2: <laughs> yeah, man, and Absolutely.
3: And I'm really getting people to get more information on how to tackle. Like, there's so much information out there, but you don't know what's right and mm-hmm. what are people just saying, right? Sometimes, like, somebody be, will be saying how successful their company is when it's really not the numbers or they're giving you marketing advice and they don't have numbers to get behind it. So what I'm trying to do is get more transparency in the data. And since we have all um, and owners up, we have all these members logging in what they're doing and stuff, people will be like, "Oh, so this is what I can be doing in marketing. This is what my conversion rate should be. This is what my target should be."
2: Okay, it's fascinating. You, you know I, I, we actually run a startup, and you know those, those are the exact uh, metrics that, um, that we're running by. I mean we we'll try to be as um, Accurate as possible, because you know, ultimately, we're just really counting on every. I mean, we're squeezing every dollar that we have in our budget, which is minuscule, you know, and uh, it's the only way to really keep going and keep track of who your customer is, how much you know your, your customer is costing you, your customer acquisition costs, uh, your revenue per user per month, etc. So it's a matter of just finding and defining those metrics per, uh, on your business. Mm-hmm.
3: That's a really good first step. For most people, they, they probably won't even know their cost per acquisition.
2: No, nothing at all. And I, and I think it should be, you know, the cost of acquisition and your revenue per user should be just your first benchmark in any business. I mean, it doesn't matter what, uh, what you do, if you're in the food, services, et cetera. I think those sh- sh- you should start with that benchmark.
3: Yeah. And, when, and the, a lot of people who are doing word of mouth, they can still calculate their cost per acquisition based on their time.
2: Uh, absolutely. And that's, you know, actually time, you know, we, we you know, we, we found that most of the entrepreneurs don't calculate, don't take that into account. And is one of the biggest misconceptions on, you know, calculating your cost, your true cost, but also, you know, uh, miscalculating how much, you know, you know, how profitable your business is going to be in the long run.
0: Exactly. Oh yeah. Yes. So uh, again, like uh, just a a small comment right here uh, about what you're talking about, Uh, making it easier (laughs) to digest. Um, uh, I have customers that uh, they say they want to. I want to open a business, Mm -hmm. and uh, and then they don't put. in, in consideration the time uh, that they need to they need, they need to put to make this uh, this product or this service, uh, they don't they don't put uh, any consideration of like how much is going to cost how much is going to uh, like the rent for the for the uh, place all that all the I'm basic going to be overhead, the, yeah. exactly overhead so that's something that. Um, that uh, a person that is going to start a business needs to understand that it's a process, That is, a, it's a process that, no, you cannot just start a business uh, right now. It's a process, and then uh, you need to be set up for success, and then you need to find the right people to help you to do that. Correct,
2: mm-hmm. right, yeah. Now, uh, t- Tanya, you know, t- tell us... Um, a little bit more of the, uh, you know, how you know the process on, on starting owners up, like the actual uh, logistics. You know, did you look for um, investors? Did you put up some money? You know, how uh, how do you find your co-founders? I mean, how how difficult was it just to get your idea, uh, you know, and and get it into into place?
3: Yeah, so. Um, I built software like in with a team before and I knew I wanted to buy, build this out as software, but at that time I was like, well, let me first test this out. So what I did is I sent an email out to a bunch of friends and I said and people who've contacted me for marketing advice for their company and I said, Okay, well, here I'm gonna I'm doing this new company. I want to offer you this. And it's going to be at a low rate, but I wanted to make sure that you have skin in the game, so I'm making you guys pay for it. And usually the cost of me per hour is going to be covering what this is and more, right? And I said, I'm only going to be able to take on 25 people, and it's going to be for three months. And I got to test out how I would build out the system with these people, and everyone said yes. I was actually surprised. I was like, okay, this is great. So then I kind of played around with um, a software called Basecamp to manage yeah. like, how the software would be. And then I was like, okay, now I know what I want. So let me got, find a co-founder to build out the technology. I was either going to pay for it and I had some people... Um, Some programmers I was looking at, but I was like, you know what? Let me see if there's any software out there. And I was researching. I couldn't find anything. But then on a forum of Reddit, um, there's these programmers that were saying, hey, we're building this accountability software. I'm like, oh, great. So I reached out to them, and I find out that um, this was kind of like their side project. It was for fun. And they built up the software, but I wanted to test it out. So I reached out to one of the partners. Um, the guy replied back to me. He's like, oh, we, we didn't really build out the whole thing. I was like, I would love for you to build it out. Here's my idea. And we were talking back and forth for, I would say, almost six months to almost a year. No, it was probably like six months. And then he built out the software and he became my business partner and I got really lucky. He's a full stack developer. Oh, wow. Which a full stack developer is a front end, so the people who design yep. the user experience. And then the back end, which are the people who program how to function the databases in the back. And so I always call full stack developers unicorns. <laughs>
2: mm. They're hard to find. And they are. They are very they are hard rare, to find. Yeah.
3: And so I got really lucky. Like at a fo- I like, looked at a forum. I contacted the people. And um, yeah, he became my business partner.
2: Oh, that's great. Uh, but, but n- I, again, no founding, no external funding. I, I mean, funding.
3: No, it was just my money and then just experience. I always tell people, try to first bootstrap it and get some traction. Yeah. And then really think, if you need the funding, where is it going to take you? And where do you want your exit? Sometimes, like, for me, um, I want to see, I really want to see this making an impact on the world. I want this to be, like, the legacy. Okay. This is a business where I want to make the difference.
2: So you're not really building a business just to, you know, a quick turnaround and exit and make a pile of money.
3: Mm-mm. Okay. I'm really interested in just seeing the difference of these entrepreneurs and having it where it goes on. And we really meet that metric of more entrepreneurs succeeding.
2: That's great. And, and now is, uh, is the service, uh, you know, for an entrepreneur, is that um, free or how, how do you monetize your platform?
3: We charge four hundred ninety-seven dollars a month. Okay, and then it's just month to month.
2: I see. But for entrepreneurs,
3: mm-hmm. okay, and then and then, it, and then yeah. we're we're probably gonna come up with us a, a model that's a little bit lower for the idea stage. People, so, but right
0: now we haven't come up with that yet. So, and then how long they they can be like with you? So, like somebody will be like, okay, so I uh, I think I'm good. Uh, this is. This is all the 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 help that I need from from your service, and yeah, So, yeah, so it's works?
3: month so it's month to month, so they can decide to um, leave the group, and but usually we have our people stay on like longer than a year, longer than a year. Oh, oh wow. wow, that's that's,
2: that's impressive. So at, yeah. so that talks about the product, yeah, yeah. Because it's, I mean it's not a cheap product, but it's yeah. if it's giving you results. It's uh, it's definitely definitely worth the value.
3: Yeah, it's definitely not cheap. What we found out is like um, if you have an issue, most people have challenges and they Mm -hmm. think about it in their head. Now, imagine being able to solve it with people and being able to turn around because time is the biggest thing. So it's really just, you know, to get the the best facilitators, get everything moving. That's the, the cost. And we also want people to have skin in the game, too.
2: No, absolutely. Hey, Tanya, let me just do a a quick word to another uh, of our sponsors, Uh, Parkbund, where domains, websites, and internet commerce for the rest of us. Parkbund, where you can get the website names for your personal or a business brand with the lowest prices and amazing service fees. Uh, And, you know, we all have heard of uh, .com, .net, .org, but a lot of people don't know that you can get the domain name that matches what your startup does or your company. So if you're a design entrepreneur, you could get a .design domain name, etc. So contact them at slash porkbun, startup radio now and grab your website on domain name.
0: Awesome. So, well, talk, talking about websites, um, Tanya, uh, so a website is very important uh, to, to start a business. What can you tell us about uh, building a website for our businesses that are out there that don't have a website?
3: So there's a lot of uh, great platforms these days, like Wixie, uh, Squarespace, that are, you're able to kind of design a website and it's drag and drop. I definitely think that I wouldn't, I always tell people, don't worry about your business card. Don't worry about your website. When you first start a business, just go out there and sell a client,
2: especially oh. if you're a service-based
3: business. Yeah.
2: Make money and then, first. Okay. <laughs> make
3: money, yeah. Uh-huh. And then once you have like people who don't know you, because your first customers are probably going to be people who you've met or have interacted. And most of the time, they're just going to go based on how, who you are being at that moment. Yeah. Um, and then the people, once you get to a level where you're making money, then start doing your website. Okay. But what, what ends up happening is entrepreneurs agonize of how their, entre- their business, their website looks like. And, you know, those are, that's time wasted.
2: And, and money, their the resources. i yeah. absolutely right. The first you, you have to, I mean, I've never heard of a, uh, a person saying, look, I, I s- closed this business because of my uh, business card.
0: Yes. Or because of
2: my website? No, I. You close business based on relationships, based on how you sell a product, and if you have value added.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I, I have a different approach of, of this uh, conversation. I think that uh, a website will give you um, more as a contact with your customer, especially if you like if you don't know them. They will mm-hmm. look at. They will look at you like right now. Everything is just like technology. Right now, everything is just like if you're not on the web, um, they. Basically, you you don't exist. Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, you find reviews, you find uh, the story of of the business, you find like, a, and then that's kind of like a, a a click to connect with with the client uh, to be like, okay, you're telling a story about your product, about your business, and then and then if you like the story, if you like if you connect with the story, you're like, oh, I like that. And yeah, I I, I don't know, I think a, a website is very important. Oh, I definitely believe a website is very important. It just
3: depends on what stage you're at. So I thought you were talking about entrepreneurs who are just starting. When they just start, you know, they, of course okay. you have to have your story. I see. But, but yeah, if you've existed as a business owner and you don't have a website, like you're doing something well. You're really good in sales, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> awesome. Perfect.
2: So, uh, uh, Tanya, do, do you have any stories about... Uh, successes and, and but also failures, and w- what have they taught you?
3: Yes, absolutely. So, I love failing. Um, anytime I'm failing, I know that I'm expanding and I'm learning, and that's really important because when we how you contextualize the word failure, right? If you think of failure as I'm a failure, this is awful, life is over, then you're always going to not embrace failure. But when you think of failure as like, wow, I'm trying out something new, I'm learning, I'm expanding, Mm -hmm. then you're always going to be in a growth mindset. Um, So every time I'm always putting like personally uh, and business professionally, I'm always putting challenges on myself that I know that I'm probably not going to achieve. And it's just that expansion that allows me to grow and really test my abilities. So um, right now, my personal challenge is reading two books a month. And um, that's, kind of, that's kind of hard for me with everything I'm going on, but I've been trying to find ways to have an audio book instead of reading. So if I'm walking or I'm doing something, I'm listening and I'm getting two books in. Um, the other time was doing meditation. I've had a, I'm, I'm more of an athlete. I love high intensity workouts, and that's how I kind of relax. So staying still would be a hard one for me. But I challenge myself, and I've been able to do 20-minute uh, everyday meditations. But in the beginning, I have to say, I I failed a lot. I was like, (laughs) how am I going to do
1: this?
3: (laughs) And professionally, um, there's so many in the business world that I've done, like marketing campaigns. um, Actually, one of uh, the companies where I raised the money for, um, right when we were going through the financial due diligence, I was a a CEO. And at that time, I was a CMO at first. And then they put me as a CEO because... They're like, oh, you'll have the credentials. You can run the company and raise the money, right? And when we were raising money, I got so caught up into everything. And I was like, is this what I really want to do? Mm-hmm. I know that if I take this money to another path. And at that time, I wasn't uh, married. And I knew myself that if I, if I took someone's money, I would probably work like crazy and probably put my health at risk because I wanted to make sure um, I succeeded. So I actually resigned. as a ceo and that was one of the biggest and hardest decisions in my life and i realized that what was this being because i wanted to prove something that i could do something or is this really aligned to what i want so as business owners like um, entrepreneurs there's always a way where you just got to say what is it the life that i want to run am i doing this based on ego or just kind of proving something am i doing this because it's aligns to my values am I doing this because I want to make a difference mm-hmm. and that really helps out what type of business you're going to be doing and what you're willing to commit to
0: exactly and and, and I bet like from that moment you had your defined moment and then and then now it opened uh, that door to to open your your own business right to be your, yeah from from yeah. that
3: moment on I made sure that I was making I, like, wanted to do something that made a difference and then also had more of, I like to say, equilibrium, not balance. Because equilibrium is you're in a constant, like, trying to get that to that equilibrium position. But um, I, I knew that for me, I wanted to spend time, like, building a family and then also working, making a difference and then volunteering. And that was really important to me because if I think about... Like I said earlier, like why was I successful? I had such an amazing support system, in my family, and yes. I want to make sure that I'm able to create that support structure too, and be there and not just be working like crazy all the time.
0: Yes, I think like uh, a lot of us have the same the same story. When you when you meditate, and when you uh, are ready for for that, that you're ready to receive from from. Uh, uh, up high mm-hmm. and, and then you go through a lot of things and and then it, it comes in a point where you're like this is not what I want to do this is not what I w- w- I want to make a difference and and then boom like things happen like,
2: yeah.
0: for a reason and it's just like it's so easy organically almost
2: right? yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. it's challenging when the time happens and you just
3: kind of really look in and and challenge your your values. Write a list of your values, and really look at like what is it that you want. Exactly.
2: And now, as an entrepreneur and founder, have you ever felt like you you need to take a couple of steps back and say like, okay, I need to reassess what I'm doing. Uh, not in a bad way, but instead like, okay, I need more time for myself, or I need to time to realign to to where I personally, where my personal life and my professional life align themselves.
3: Yeah, I would say in my first business um, since I was 25, I was what training for marathons, uh, going out with friends, partying and working, wow, 15 to 16 hour days. <laughs> and my oh body my could gosh. take that. Um, wow. Back then. But now it's a little bit different. Um, I need to have that balance of like being able to work out and now I'm working smarter. So I'm trying to like, when I have all the list of things I have to achieve, I think about which one can I actually, what can I spend my time that's gonna get the most, Mm -hmm. the most Mm -hmm. return on investment. And how do I go about that? And, and then I also start deciding a lot of people want to learn everything, right? And I think learning is great, but at one point it's better to hire people or to do, and if you're not at that place to financially hire somebody, do a barter, meaning you offer what you're an expert at and they offer what they're an expert at and then you exchange services. And I think that's important because I know a lot of people who are trying to learn how to do Facebook ads and doing AdWords mm-hmm. themselves, which is great, but. You really need to like add AdWords and like Facebook changes your algorithm all the time.
2: Absolutely. So you, is
3: that what you want to do for your life? Like, <laughs> <laughs> beyond top of that. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, we cannot become experts in everything because once you have that mentality, I think it's a recipe for failure. Like, okay. it's a quick recipe for yes. failure in, in, in a small business. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, you know, try to uh, deny that you need help and that you can, yeah, you, even if you don't have the resources, you can always have a trade in. Uh, And just bring, you know, people that actually have the passion, have more knowledge, and, you know, that can execute quicker, you know, into the vision.
0: Claro. Uh, Y bueno, Tanya, uh, ¿cuál es el consejo? Yo creo que estamos aquí, uh, tenemos cinco minutos más. Sí,
2: cinco minutillos más. Um, uh,
0: OK. ¿Cuál es el consejo que les darías a todos los emprendedores que nos están escuchando? It's a great one.
3: I would say that uh, running a business is like running a marathon and really embrace the falling and really embrace it as something to learn. And then the two most important things is have a support team and make sure you just put people together and have them support, check in on them weekly so they encourage you out of your comfort zone because you can't do it and you don't have to do it by yourself. And then just to have grit and gratitude and really appreciate the journey you're on, no matter what the roller coaster ride is, definitely.
2: Because we never know yeah. you know when, when you're going to be up or down. Or no, yes. And you need help and actually both. Yes. Not exactly. only when you're down, when yeah. you're up, you need people to to help you maintain yourself on top. Yeah, yeah. Well Dania, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us and you know where can where can people you know log in and where can they find you online? And Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, where are your handles?
3: The handles is owners up and we have it on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And then you can always go to the website ownersup.com. And if anybody has any questions or anything, they can also email me at Tanya T A N Y A at ownersup. I'm here to support anybody, and even if you guys just need a quick question, I really want to make sure every entrepreneur succeeds.
2: Awesome. So we're gonna post this on 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 our handles too. So if anyone is listening, you know they 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 really want to contact you and and you know just you know get into the. Um, uh, into your platform, they get a chance, you know, to to log in and get us, get that support network. That's, again, like we, we've been saying all hour, it's extremely important for, for us to have. Well, yes. thank you so much, uh, Claudia. Thank you, Welcome Tanya. back. Yeah. Welcome. Yes. Well, it was good to see you. Good yeah, to see, have you, you back.
0: So, Tanya, how is the weather over there? Oh,
2: that's
3: just
0: <laughs> evil. <laughs> <laughs> There's no picture. It is cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is really cold. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, like, we're cold over here, but, like, it started getting better. Like, we see, like, the sun coming up, and then a lot of people start getting ready for our spring uh, season. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so I, I just, uh, I haven't been in New York, and that's one of my goals, like, in the future. I want to be able to travel over there and then uh, run uh, in the La-, La Gran Manzana.
3: Yeah. See? The
0: Big Apple, uh-huh. uh huh. That's one of my, my big goals in life, too. Oh, yeah, the New
3: York Marathon is amazing. Just running through Central Park, it's beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I, need, I need to, like, my wife think has run it. it
2: twice. Wow. And it's amazing. Oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. I, only, I only went with her once, and the second time she was on her own with her friends. Yeah.
0: Like, See, <laughs> yeah. but it was amazing. <laughs> it, yeah,
2: just the, the energy and the burrows, it was amazing. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, thank Daniel. You. Well, uh, stay warm. I know it's it's been snowing like crazy in New York. And thank you so much for listening to uh, Latino Founder Hour and StartupRadioNetwork.com.
1: dot com. Thanks and happy Friday, everyone.
0: Happy Friday.
1: You've been listening to the Latino Founder Hour podcast with your hosts, Edgar Navaz, founder of Clica, and Claudia Cardinas.
0: El programa Latino Founder Hour es grabado en las instalaciones de Netspace en el estudio Bigfoot Podcast en la hermosa ciudad de Portland.